Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Nathan Semenska, the Director of Legal Operations and Industry Insights at Walters Kluwer ELM Solutions. Hi, Nate. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Ari? I'm looking forward to this conversation, and I appreciate your consideration. So tell us about your background and your role at Walters Kluwer. I am a licensed attorney, no longer practicing. I also have an MBA, so I have practiced law for about seven or eight years. I got my MBA. I switched into doing legal operations, uh, mostly uh, business analytics type stuff, legal technology selection for various consulting companies like Elevate Services, Uplevel Ops. And I currently am a thought leader and a product management person at Walters Kluwer ELM Solutions. How would you characterize the current state of the legal profession? I think it is a profession that is somewhat at its wit's end. I think everybody knows it. I think that we are basically throwing warm bodies at legal problems, which has worked in the past. But because of the increasing proliferation of laws and regulations and also data that needs to be analyzed in e-discovery and in other contexts, we're getting to the point where we need a new way of dealing with problems. So how is technology impacting the way legal professionals work? I mean, if you look at what has happened to e-discovery, you'll see that there's been a huge amount of investment there in the people and processes and technology, taking a lot of it off of licensed attorneys and giving it to other people or having the winnowing of documents done by technology. That is the way that the industry is going to go more generally. When we see things like chat GPT and other AI tools or tools that don't involve AI, just more and more ways of unbundling things and allowing people to practice at the top of their license and not troubling them unless that level of expertise is required. However, this is not happening overnight. It's, it's a very slow, painstaking process. How do you see then AI and automation impacting the profession, shifting the dynamics of how work is done? In the short term, I see AI having more to do with what I would call the managerial aspect of the legal profession. So helping with things like scoping legal matters, putting budgets on legal matters, reviewing legal invoices, doing a document review, or let's say eliminating document review that's irrelevant, things like that. In the long run, I also see that being supplemented by technology actually doing some of the work for us. But I think for the most part, we're, we're not quite there yet. What would you suggest as best practices for legal teams that are engaging in digital transformation of some type? Look at the things that make you want to quit your job. When you have to do this thing yet again, and you're like, oh my gosh, why do I even work here? Put that on a list and then bump heads with the other people 
in your department, it won't take you long to come up with a list of 100 things that you would prefer to not do. And then start looking to see what sorts of solutions there are out there. It could be technology. It could be outsourcing. It could be having paralegals or administrative people do it. I mean, there could be lots of different solutions. It could be something as simple as a web page, a self-service portal. But communicate and express yourself. Don't just take orders. Like Think critically and sort of question the way that things are, because if you just take orders, your life is not going to get better. When you're making this list, what type of skills should professionals consider adding to their portfolio to make them more marketable, to enhance job satisfaction? To make them more marketable and add job satisfaction, most people want to do something that allows them to be absorbed in their work. They do not want to do work that feels like a distraction or something that could be done more appropriately by somebody else. So pay attention to your own, the course of your own day and look at the things where you're really engaged, those parts of your day that where you're most absorbed in your work, where you start to lose track of time even or where you're really enjoying yourself, where you're really in the flow. And then try to find more work that is like that. And you're never going to have a perfect system, but stuff where you're getting the opposite feeling, where you're like, this is a distraction. I wish I could go back to that absorption task. Try to figure out a way to unbundle those things and have them done by somebody else or have them done by technology, or to be honest, some of these things just isn't even worth the squeeze. So just like literally just cease doing it. How do you expect the dynamics between remote and in-person work to affect the profession moving forward? That's a tricky question because a lot of our conversation today is about overwhelmed attorneys and burnout and things. So I think To be perfectly honest, you probably do get people more focused when they go into the office. But the thing is, they're burning two, three hours a day getting to the office. And maybe they have kids. Maybe they have a sick mom. They have other things going on besides their job. And there's places that will let them work remotely. So you have to really think about that. Is it really worth, let's say the person is 10% more focused If you make them burn two hours a day driving into the office, but then they quit after six months, was that actually worth it to you? To some extent, people are people and you maybe should stop thinking, how do I squeeze this person more? How do I get more value out of this person? Because at the end of the day, they're going to sacrifice the amount that is sustainable for them and no more. You have to figure out a way to take some of the burden off of those people, either by having more people or different processes or whatever. There could be lots of different solutions. Where do you see legal teams ultimately gaining the most value from technology? If the chat GPT stuff happens, the recent Goldman Sachs report said that basically 44% of legal tasks will be automated or semi-automated. There's a lot of people who are going to say, oh, that's horrible. 44% 
of attorney jobs are going to go away. But actually, I'm not so sure that that is what's going to happen. I think what's really going to happen is that 44% can be invested upstream in litigation avoidance, in anticipation of legal problems, regulatory and compliance advice, and basically stopping the toothpaste from getting out of the tube, as opposed to trying to shove it back in after it already spilled out. So I think that there's more and more attention that can be paid to not getting into trouble in the first place and process improvement, training artificial intelligence to be more and more useful. That's the way that we're heading. In my opinion, this is at least five years out, probably more like 10 or even more. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Nathan Semenska, the Director of Legal Operations and Industry Insights at Walters Kluwer ELM Solutions. Nate, thanks so very much. Thank you, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.